and of course hit the record button. All right, everyone. Uh, good morning, and welcome to the TR90 Weight Management Call this uh, Thursday morning, uh, June 4th, 2020. My name is Frank Lomas. I'm speaking to you from my home here in Lompoc, California, which I always like to say is because you don't know where that little town is. It's 54 miles north of Santa Barbara County on the coast. It's beautiful here. Uh, we live in Orange County for almost. We live. We grew up here. Moved back here six years ago, and we love it here. It's on the coast. It's beautiful. Uh, it's just amazing and, and enjoying it. Uh, prior to coming on with New Skin Enterprises, my business background was that as a mortgage banker. I quit my job in 1979, cold turkey, as an auto mechanic. Told my wife I was getting a sales to do something, make some money, and it took me two years. And two years, I ended up in the mortgage business. And five years later, I was a partner in a mortgage company. And I did that for about 15 years. And uh, now I work full-time at New Skin. I have like what I call a carpet commute. Uh, I get to walk from one bedroom under to go to work each day. My uh, reason for being on this call is I used to be a com competitive weightlifter and bodybuilder. And so I know a little bit about working out. So I tend to talk about workouts and fitness stuff here on our TR90 management call. We have people here Monday through Friday as I said, at 6.40 a.m. to about 6.55 a.m. Pacific time, uh, Monday through Friday. And these calls are also recorded on SoundCloud.com. If you go to SoundCloud.com, type in my name, Frank Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, you'll pull up the 2020 list of TR90 calls, and they're archived back several years after that if you want to really scrounge around there. Meanwhile, let's get started on what we're going to talk about today. Uh, my topic last two weeks ago, because I'm on every other Thursday, I was uh, speaking about 50 simple ways to shrink your tummy. And uh, we only got to about uh, number 15 or so, and I have that queued up. But while I was browsing for other articles and saving them last night, this all, I found another article that I thought was timely. It's not very long, so I may still go to the other, uh, that list. But this article, because I think people are, are almost at that in some states with our uh, coronavirus shutdown uh, starting to back up a little bit. It, this is uh, from Best Life magazine, and it says, this is the worst time to go to the gym, experts say, because people are kind of deciding whether they should go or not if gyms are opening up. Here in California, they haven't allowed, that's what our, what's called our phase three opening, and we're still in phase two, so uh, much to my wife's chagrin, nail salons are not open yet. <laughs> I, hear, I hear that every day, <clears throat> that nail salons, nail salons are not open yet, but neither are gyms. And that's coming in the next phase, so we don't have an option to go do that yet. But I'm a gym rat, and I'm anxious to go to gym, but I don't think I'm going to be going even when they open up right away. And this article kind of persuades me that direction too. So here we go. This is the worst time to go to the gym, experts say. Restaurants, stores, and gyms across the country are, have reopened, and states started to lift lockdown orders. However, the coronavirus has not disappeared, nor has a vaccine become available for public use, which means it's important to proceed to the elliptical with caution. And look, I'm just going to inject my opinion here a little bit too. And as you watch all the protesting, these people are all touching each other and screaming and yelling and spitting on each other. There's going to be another wave. I'm staying away from everybody. <laughs> just my <opinion. laughs> So how can you hit the gym and also stay safe? The key is avoiding peak times, they say, which means avoiding masses of people, thus lowering your risk for coronavirus infection. As you will likely assume, most, people, most people's gym schedules are sandwiching between their work days. Uh, Roberta Sastelli explains in her book, Fitness Culture, of course, going to work is a bit different from many of us during the pandemic, we realize, but typically people tend to visit the gym before and after heading to work or during their lunch hours. Uh, DW Fitness, a chain of gyms in the UK, found that their peak times from 7.30 to 9 a.m. and then from 5.30 to 8 p.m. 
mirror that notion. And again, being a lifelong gym rat, and I'm 60, I'll be 66 this year. I mean, going to gyms since I was 17, <laughs> I agree with that. And while heading to the gym anytime during peak hours is risky, it's not, it is most dangerous to visit at the end of peak hours around 7 to 9 p.m. on weekdays. Let's see here. Nick Rizzo, the fitness research director at Run Repeat, says the earlier the better because you need to ensure that the least amount of people have been in the gym and touching the equipment that you will use since it's last been cleaned. James Scott, owner of Dapper Clean, a commercial residential cleaning company in Tampa, Florida, says the gyms usually dis disinfect and clean their equipment after closing the night before or before opening that day. Some people are worried about stepping foot in gyms, especially seen as, uh, seen as breathing heavily, which we all do while working out, spreads COVID-19 more easily. For example, research published by the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention found that dance aerobics classes in uh, Keon, South Korea, led to 112 positive coronavirus cases in March. So it's no wonder that Azurite Consulting Company of 3,500 people even found that 57% of gym goers said they will wait three or more, wait three or more before returning to the gym when it reopens. Uh, must be three or four more months because they left out a word there. Sweet up my, uh, my, my cadence there. <laughs> if you only have time to work out during peak hours, Rizzo recommends finding alternative ways to exercise that don't involve putting yourself at risk in a crowded gym. Any form of exercise is great, whether that simply be going for walks, running, doing at-home workouts, or anything else. And currently, my wife and I are doing that whole group right there. <laughs> if you're a fitness junkie and still want an intense workout that will challenge you, there's a current uh, sprint interval uh, training is also a great option. And then at the bottom of the are going to have a list of several other uh, workouts you can do quarantine, workout quarantine, workouts you can do quarantine at home. I recommend uh, the Keep app several times, K-E-E-P app. It's good for Android or Apple phones, and it has a variety of app workouts you can do at home. They're simple, easy to do, stretching exercises. You can, I mean, from all levels, from very beginner to pretty advanced. I mean, uh, I can't do the, I can't co complete the whole cycle of the high level ones yet, and I thought I was in pretty good shape. So they'll, they'll, they'll get you if you want them to. But meanwhile, for most people, they're gonna be more than enough you do. But there's lots of apps to do for stuff like that. So I just wanted to share that because I thought um, I, we're getting closer and closer, and more people deciding whether to go to a gym or not, whether that's something they want to do. And I just kind of my personal opinion. I agree with this article. I just think you're going to. Uh, unfortunately, for the gym owners, they need the money. I know they need the revenue, but. Uh, we all need our lives, <laughs> and I suggest trying to stay healthy. So I'll uh, move on from that talk because i still got a little bit more time left. Let's see here. And last week when I was talking about the ways to keep your tummy slim, the slides would not move very quickly on my computer. So I am on my tablet today. Let's see if we have a little better, little better luck here. So let's start with number 15, about ways 50, one of 50 simple ways to shrink your tummy. Uh, number 14 was replace simple carbs with high-fiber foods. One of the easiest things you can do to get rid of your gut is to replace simple carbs with high-fiber foods, which includes whole grains, wheat bran, berries, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. High-fiber foods are great for reducing mid-sexual weight or belly bloat, says Amanda Bayer. Uh, Lemon, MSS, RD, LDN. Fiber helps draw in water, keeping us fuller for longer, and stimulates movement in the colon to help us keep regular, including Help us keep running, including more high-fiber foods in the diet is not only important for weight loss, but also may help with the prevention of cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and some cancers. Number 15, cut your sugar intake and increase the amount of fiber you eat. 
as you have guests based on a tip on the on the previous tip, cutting sugar uh, on a tip of cutting sugar helps you trim your tummy. In a review of 68 clinical trials and studies, New Zealand researchers reported in the British Medical Journal that increasing sugar intake meant increasing body weight, while reducing sugar meant reducing body weight. Similarly, increasing fiber is another way to lose your gut in a study of a 1,114 people over five years. Researchers reported that for every 10 grams of soluble fiber people ate, their belly fat, belly fat accumulation was reduced by nearly 4%. I'm going to say it again. Researchers report that for every 10 grams of soluble fiber they ate, their belly fat accumulation was reduced by nearly 4%. Even if they did nothing else to lose weight. Want to make sure you're eating soluble fiber? Here's some, uh, oh, that leads off to something else there, so we'll continue on. Stay away from fructose. Speaking of sugar, the type of sweet stuff you can ingest, you can just can have a negative impact on the size of your gut. In one study, Princeton University researchers fed subjects beverages sweetened with either glucose or fructose. Though both groups gained the same amount of weight over a two-month period, the fructose group gained its weight primarily as belly fat because of the way this type of sugar is processed in the liver. In other words, if you want to lose your gut, stay away from fructose, including high fructose corn syrup. Well, I wasn't aware of that one. That's a nice one, doesn't it? Um, and avoid artificial sweeteners. Simply put, artificial sweeteners cause belly fat. A 2015 study in the, I know, I'm sorry, but every overweight person I know drinks diet drinks. <laughs> not quite sure. <laughs> it just seems silly. I don't know. I'm sorry. I go, put that thing down. they got these big, big, giant, 10-gallon things of diet, and they're overweight. I go, well, clearly it's not working. I mean, let's look at the obvious here. Anyway, found that increasing diet sodium intake is directly linked to greater abdominal obesity. In a study of older adults, researchers found that those who drink diet soda each day experienced more than triple the increase in I just said more than increased more than triple the increase in waist size over the course of nine years. So put down the diet coke and don't even think about reaching for some equal to put in your morning coffee. Here's an easy guide to cutting back on sugar that they lead you to there. Number eighteen, know the fat know the flat belly fats. Though eating fats Seems like a counterintuitive way to shrink your stomach. Flat belly fats such as olive, canola, avocado, and walnut oils, plant fat-rich foods like avocados and olives, and nut and seed butters like peanut butter, almond butter, and tahini can help you get the job done. However, as with any packaged food, make sure you're looking for one with less sugar than fiber. Make room for tyrosine. It's quite possible that you've never heard of the amino acid tyrosine, a building block of protein. But it's an important one to know if you want to get rid of bulging belly. Tyrosine has been shown to prevent belly bloating sugar cravings by encouraging the brain to release dopamine and other neurotransmitter, neo, let's see, neo, neorepinephrine, ne, no, oh, no repinephrine. Yeah, okay. You got, I'm close to it. In other words, eating more tyrosine, which can be found in eggs, spirulina, certain cheeses, such as Parmesan cheese, uh, Swiss, Romano, milk, sesame seeds, I skipped one I couldn't pronounce, beef and bacon, helps fend off those harmful sugar cravings that make your, make your belly fat. Make room for tyrosine. I wasn't aware of that. Choose the right booze. 
only have a drinking problem if I can't get a drink. <laughs> as tempty as frozen margarita might be, once happy hour rolls around, it's most likely filled with viscous syrups made predominantly of high fructose torn syrup. Remember the belly baddie? <laughs> and high in calories. To keep your belly in shape, ditch the marge, ditch the, uh, the marg, and instead choose a cocktail made with club soda and lime. Or stick with nutrient-packed wet red wine, which has about 125 calories per glass. Stay away from sugar-free stuff. In a 2012 study, this is number 21. In a 2012 study, the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition researchers found that those who drink diet beverages, here we go again, had higher fasting glucose, thicker waist, lower HDL, good cholesterol, high triglycerides, and higher blood pressure. In other words, sugar-free cookies, soda, and the like may seem like a healthier option, but they contribute to a bulging belly and negatively impact your health in multiple ways. Number 22, steer clear of red refined grains. Speaking of avoidance, another food group to keep away from is refined grains, such as crackers. Well, I just killed off a pack of crackers two nights ago. <laughs> they're, they're there. They, I couldn't resist, <laughs> such as crackers, chips, pretzels, or white carbohydrates like white breads or white rice. Not only do these foods lack any fiber, but they also provide no, no satiety, or they don't fill your stomach, and therefore make it easier to overeat them. Exactly, that's why I eat the whole bag. <laughs> Excess weight. Fortunately, that was the only one. I think we had them around because we had soup or something. I don't know. Well, we had the crackers. They're, they're left over from something. Yeah, nice side. Okay, I'll fix that leftover. <laughs> I'll take it away. I didn't want it to tempt you, honey. That's why I ate it. Thank you. Yeah, I was rescuing you. Number 23, make a high-fiber, high-protein breakfast. There's some truth to the old eyes that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. If you're looking to blast belly fat, what you eat at the start of the day can make all the difference. According to a study in the University of Minnesota, Columbia, a high-fiber, high-protein breakfast may be the most important investment you can make in your waistline because the studies show that eating breakfast triggered women's brains to release dopamine, they feel good, a feel-good chemical that helps to control impulses. In other words, eating a balanced breakfast increases your chances of reaching for that 3 p.m. candy bar and keeps your belly slim. So with that, I see you at the top of 655 here. So I'll stop at number 23. Let me bump it to number 24 and resave it. So when we come back, I'll continue on this path here next time. Let me get to the controls here. Again, this call is recorded uh, on SoundCloud.com, and along with all the others, we're current up until up to the day. My call today has uh, all been updated. And if you type in the name Frank Lomas, you'll be able to access uh, those recorded calls. And uh, they'll be back here again tomorrow with some uh, people on the scene. So let's stop. Uh, oh, yeah, meet this. There we go. When the line is now Thank open, you, we're op open for comments. Thank you, Frank. I didn't know I didn't know that that was the benefit of taurisine, so that that's good to know. Hmm. And you can get I never even heard of it until just then. <laughs> well, that was a new one on me. I keep looking at all those weird little extra nutrients and stuff, and that's that's one that I haven't come across. So I'm glad you got to share that today. The uh, high fructose corn syrup and the refined grains that. <laughs> I've been all over, and I ditched the diet sodas a long time ago because they they kind of create formaldehyde in your body, and that's not such a good thing. 
Yeah, I knew there's no. I, I, it's funny. I knew there was a whole list of things that artificial sweeteners do, but I could never recite them or anything. And, and I know I've read about them and heard them, but I can never remember. But I just know, yeah, years ago we stopped. Well, we don't drink any soda. We you know pretty much water is our standard drink, most more than any other single thing all day long. But uh, no, no sodas. I can't remember the last time I even tasted a any kind of soda. It's just it's almost weird. It's <laughs> I, every once in a while I have a craving. I like to have a, a, a an orange crush. Or Pepsi, just to remember what was that like drinking one of those things. But I haven't. I did. I never go get one. Probably just as so, well. So, Frank, here's <laughs> an idea. If if you like orange soda, put a couple drops of orange um, essential oil in into maybe sparkling water that doesn't have any sweeteners in it. And if you'd like some sweetener really? in it, put some stevia, huh. and and that will kind of give you that that kind of get you over the edge of that craving. Wow. So, okay. And and stevia is good for you. <laughs> As or, and and you can also add a little dribble dribble of honey too, because the the honey gets the stevia, the glucose it needs, so your body processes it properly. That's true, have. and make sure that it's raw honey and not something that's been pasteurized and processed. So. Oh, yes, and it's really hard to find that. If you can find your own bee, you know, your own guy with bees, do it. Because Yeah, we have a, from what we I drive bee, by almost every weekend. We drive by a stand that has raw, no, local honey. There you go. But if you go to a local producer, if you go to the store these days, a lot of it is fake from what I've been reading. So you've really got to be careful so that if you can uh. find your own natural source, do it. And if it sugars up, gently heat it in a double boiler, a double boiler that has water below and water in the boiler itself, and put the bottle of honey in that top part with the um, thing and gently melt it. It's still good even after it sugars. Having grown up yeah. on a farm and my dad raised bees for a while, that was that was something. <laughs> You have the inside track. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to know all the tricks. <laughs> all right. Well, look, we're at the top of the hour. I'm going I'm to I'm check out of here and uh, go get my coffee is waiting for me. And uh, you guys all make it a great day. Thanks for joining us today. Thank go out, you. be safe, keep your six feet, wash your hands, and do all that other good stuff. And if you're going to protest, don't break anything. All right, guys. And, and <laughs> stay apart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, bye-bye, everyone. <laughs> bye. Thank you. <laughs>